So thanks to all those who were able to attend also um, uh, Dwight Williams' uh, funeral. Uh, thank you for praying and continue to pray for that family and the friends of, uh, of Dwight. Uh, mighty testimony uh, last week, uh, last uh, yesterday that was given uh, on his behalf about the importance of recognizing and knowing and having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's really what was most important. So thanks again to all who were able to attend that. We're going to um, we're going to go ahead now and proceed with today's message to keep things moving along. And let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer and let's get started. Father, we just thank you again for your goodness. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your comfort. We thank you for this beautiful weather. We thank you for this time where we can gather together and get together as a church. And Lord, we don't uh, take for granted this thing because we know that not every church, for different reasons, have been able to meet the way we have. And Lord, we just thank you for the blessing of having this space, this land, where we know that truly you are with us because we are all gathered together on your behalf. We thank you for your very presence this morning. Lord, we ask that you just bless us and keep us. Give us the mindset to continue to look to you in all things, no matter what's going on in the world today. You're calling us, Lord, to look directly to you and look to you for all things that we are involved in and all things that we are doing. We thank you for those reminders. And we just give you the praise and thanks, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, now that uh, my wife and I are at home considerably more than we ever have been, we spend so much time at home now, we've looked for ways to remain active with both our minds and our bodies. We are walking every day, and we're out working. Uh, we're working out, excuse me, three times a week. We're also taking the time to listen to what we call relaxing lo-fi hip-hop music. Now, if you don't know what that is, if you don't know what lo-fi hip-hop music is, um, you're going to have to see us afterward here, see my bride or myself, and we'll explain it to you. But it is the most relaxing music that you can listen to. It's all instrumental, and it's great background music. But that's a way for you to relax. It's a way for you to calm yourself down. Now, I also personally wanted to work on an area of meditation to supplement my Bible reading. And I started uh, by using an iPhone app that's called Abide, A-B-I-D-E, Abide. Now the app uh, refers to a Bible verse along with some subject matter that promotes meditating on the teaching uh, that's provided and allowing the Spirit to speak to you in prayer. It comes with soothing sounds and it helps me to relax. The most recent content of the Abide app, which is updated every day, is updated daily, seems to reflect the mood of the times that we live in. Now, last week, the topic was about overcoming fearfulness. That was appropriate. And this week, in an effort for believers to help others through a tough time, the lessons are about being kind to others, being kind to others. Now, today's world of serious news and events have brought about a harshness of reality. 
that has caused many people to get more and more angry about the events of the day and even more depressed. Can you see this? Can you see this going on? It hasn't been very good for a number of us. We've been living in a completely different world now for about five months. Seems like it's been longer than that, doesn't it? But it's been five months. And it's still a lot longer than many of us expected. While it's important for all believers to, in the Lord Jesus Christ to live daily in a Christ-like manner, it is times like today where we need to see the world as Jesus sees it and take action. Take action. The world is in need of a spiritual revival Amen. for sure. Amen? Amen. Spiritual revival. But it especially needs the love and compassionate presence of Christ-like ministry. So today, this is a call for action. A call for action. We need to be ready, willing, and able to look in, our, in on our own fellow brothers and sisters and help them through these tough times with your words of encouragement and by moving in the Spirit to minister to those in need. Now, Galatians 6, there's a whole section in Galatians 6 that talks about this very thing, about reaching out to other people and looking to other people, coming outside of yourself and reaching out to other people. Now, in order to do this effectively, we need to ensure that we have our own act together. Amen? Amen? Amen. We need to make sure we have our own act together. Before we reach out to other people, we have to have our stuff in place. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? We need to get sharp and stay sharp. Amen. Get sharp and stay sharp. We need to eat right. Amen? Amen. We need to live right Amen. and do what I'm going to refer to as a periodic self-examination in order to bolster our readiness to serve within the body of Christ. So there are things that we have to do to make sure that we're prepared to be able to speak to others. As children of God, if we are paying close attention to our readings and our daily Bible studies, we're called to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. And as Joshua was reminded during a time of transition for the people of Israel... To be strong, be encouraged, and be courageous because of God's presence. If you have your Bibles and electronic devices, please turn to Joshua chapter 1. We're going to take a look at verses 7 through 9. Notice I always say Bibles and electronic devices. Some of you are on iPads, some of you are on iPhones, some of you have Bibles that you flip. We, we have equal opportunity here for looking at God's Word. Amen? So we're going to do that right now. Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. Notice what the Lord is saying directly to Joshua. 
Verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Verse 8. Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Look at that. Prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now, God wants us to be strong and courageous. Amen? 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 Amen. It's so nice out here. You can... You can fall away. You fall asleep if you want, but we're going to keep you up a little bit here. God wants us to be strong and courageous. And it's not just for your state of mind. It has everything to do with being able to function at a high level as you serve him. Function at a high level, not just function. You know, most of us, we get up out of bed. We're just functioning. Amen? Amen. We got to you know, shake the cobwebs out. Uh, we got to move about a little bit. Got to go to the restroom. Got to go Tell brush it. your teeth. Go fix your face. Whatever Tell it is, you're just functioning at that point. But God is calling us now to live not just in a functional way, but in a high level of function. As you serve him before others. Now, Joshua had a job to do. Amen? Amen? Amen. Joshua had a job to do. His job was to lead the people of Israel. That was his job. You know, just like a testimony was made about getting a new job. A job has been given to Joshua. He has a task. He has something that he has to implement. The best leaders are those who remain strong and firm in their faith. Amen and amen. Those are the best leaders who remain strong and firm in their faith. Now, here's something to consider, though. It's not just the best leaders. The best believers are those who remain strong and firm in their faith. Not just the best leaders, the best believers. So you may not be a leader, but you follow Christ. And you're the best believers because you remain strong and firm in your faith. Now let's talk about this faith thing. How are we to remain strong in our faith? Now the answer can be very simple. But for those who subject themselves to the distractions that come from the world and allow them to persist, it can be virtually impossible for you to remain strong in your faith. If you let stuff from the outside come in, you're not strong in your faith. You really are just existing. You're really not living. 
Turn to Matthew chapter 7. Let's take a look at verses 24 through 27. I'm going to be reading from the ESV version. But I want you to hear how important it is for us to block out those worldly distractions. That's the challenge that all of us as believers have. Because let's face it, we are believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, but we are still in our flesh. Amen? Amen. We still have fleshly tendencies. We still have fleshly desires. We still have fleshly behaviors that we exhibit. And as we're being honest with ourselves, amen? Amen. We need to know that these worldly distractions will keep you from being strong in your faith. Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27, starting with verse 24. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And for the sake of discussion, that rock... The foundation, as mentioned in Scripture, is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the rock. That's the foundation. Let's continue. Verse 26. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. You know, every time there's a hurricane that passes over a place we used to, we, we always go on vacation at Hilton Head Island. Well, there's nothing but sand on that beach by the ocean. And there have been several occasions in recent years where that sand has been pushed away or blown away because of that hurricane. And what do they have to do? They have to build that sand back up to rebuild that beach. That's a common, that's a common process down there. So you don't build your house on a beach on sand because it will get blown away. Amen? Amen. Well, that rock is what holds us in place. Now, this example in Scripture references a combination of faith, but it also has information about obedience to God's Word and being strong and courageous all wrapped up in this passage. Hear that? Faith. Courage and staying in God's word in obedience. There are times in everyone's life as a believer where it's imperative to draw upon God's strength and courage in standing for Jesus Christ and trusting in his promises. Do you trust in God's promises? He makes those promises for us, for our benefit, so that we can look to something. We can have something to compare to. We can take those blessings and go back and back and say, if not for the grace of God, I wouldn't have what I have today. Now, let's talk about trusting in God's promises. Let's talk about trust. As a believer in Jesus Christ, we are first asked to trust in Jesus Christ and believe that he is Lord. Believe that he is Lord. It is the continual building of our faith that increases our ability to be strong and courageous 
as we grow in the power of the Holy Spirit. We are better in Christ because of his enabling power and strength. And it's in his strength that we can face the challenges of the day. In his strength, we can get out and live our lives with confidence in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Get out and live our lives in confidence. Now, we know we have to do this social distancing thing, right? We've got to wear these masks. And by the way, if you're sitting by yourself, you don't have to wear the mask right now. So you can breathe. <laughs> I implore you to breathe. Amen? Amen. Breathing is good. And that's the challenge that we have, too. But we still are challenged to get out and live our lives. We can't sit in the house all the time. We can't just sit up and just do nothing and say, I wonder when this is going to pass. This is not like the Passover time where we're supposed to stay inside. We're supposed to get out. And we have to trust, what? That God is going to protect us as we move about. That's what we're trusting in. Please note that your daily reading and your time in meditation will give you the ability to experience the power of Jesus Christ as you go deeper into his word. You've got to read and you've got to meditate on his word. You've got to study. Dig deep. No surfacey stuff. A lot of us know that prayer, Jesus wept. Well, two-word verse, amen? Well, we need to go deeper than that, amen? Nothing wrong with it, but we've got to go deeper than that. Remember what the Lord said to Joshua. Go back to Joshua 1.8. I'm just going to repeat it. read it before, but I'm going to repeat it again. But I want you to remember what he said specifically to Joshua as he was being given the reins and taking over leadership of the nation of Israel. A very important passage. You can't go too fast over this. I'm going to read from the NIV version. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Is there any way to misunderstand what God is saying to us about what we need to do to be prepared in this world and be fully ready to speak to people? He's saying, read that Bible, meditate on those words, obey the commands, and you will be successful and prosperous. Nothing ambiguous about that statement. It's very clear. If Joshua is going to be successful in taking on the nation of Israel, he had to do those very things that God spoke of. If he didn't do those things, guess what? He was not going to be successful and prosperous. It's a conditional statement. If you do this then you will be successful. Now let's talk about this obedience thing. 
Because obedience has to be in the picture. There's no sense in reading God's word and studying it, and there's no sense in meditating on it if you're not going to follow it. If you're not going to do it. If you're not going to do it, why bother? Well, a lot of folks feel that way, too. We have believers who scuffle with obedience because they don't even take the time to read. They don't take the time to study. It is a requirement for you to pick up your own Bible. I said this this morning in Sunday school. Not just go to church every Sunday and hear me or Pastor Gus just say stuff to you. Then you go on your merry way. You don't open a Bible. You don't crack nothing open. Then come back next Sunday. Sit in front of Pastor Gus. Listen to him say something of wisdom. And then go away again. Don't crack open a Bible. Don't do nothing. How are you going to be obedient to the Lord if you don't know what you're doing? It's a question. It's a question. You have to answer that question. If you are truly committed to following Christ, you're going to have to be obedient to his word. Because it's for your own good. It's for your own situation. It's for your own sake that you're doing those things. There is a call for obedience in order to experience the power of God in your life. If you want to experience the power of God in your life, Lord, help me here. Lord, do this for me. It's not all gimme, gimme, gimme. He's not a genie. We've said this many times before. You're not rubbing a magic lamp for God to show up when you need something. That's a fake Christianity. And if anybody tells you something like that, it's false. Because you still have a responsibility as a believer to be obedient to his word. Another passage that follows God's teaching to Joshua is also reflected in Deuteronomy. Go to Deuteronomy 6. Deuteronomy 6, verses 17 through 19. And I'll just mention this. If you want to tell God you love him, then God will probably say, okay, then obey my word. Amen? If you love him, obey his word. Follow his word. Don't say you love God and you have nothing to do with his word. You don't love God at all. First John says that very clearly. If you love God, you're going to keep his commands. If you love God, God is love. But those who say they love God but don't do it, they're lying. So don't lie. The Holy Spirit gives you discernment to know the truth if you call on it. Deuteronomy 6, verses 17 through 19. Now, this is from the Christian Standard Bible version. Now, follow along in yours. These are different versions I picked out because of, I just was struck by the way it was mentioned in these passages. Verse 17, Deuteronomy 6. Carefully observe the commands of the Lord your God, the decrees and statutes he has commanded you. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight. Why? So that you may prosper. And so that you may enter and possess the good land, the Lord your God swore to give your ancestors by driving out all your enemies before you as the Lord has said. 
So he's giving this information to us to show us how important it is for you to observe the commands of the Lord your God and do what's right. Do what's right in his sight. Because what he will do for you is that he'll clear the paths for you. Clear your paths. And that's what it says in Proverbs chapter 3. He makes your paths straight. He goes before you because you are obedient to the Lord your God. You're following his word and teachings. You're doing what he says. Now notice it's all in or nothing. You can't say that you follow God over here in Joshua and blow it up and don't say what it says in Ezekiel. You can't just do pieces, parts. You're all in or nothing. Remember that. It's all in or nothing. Because pieces, parts ain't going to get it. Jesus' parts ain't going to do it. He's going to challenge you to live with consistency. His entire word, what he has to say, he wants you to follow all the way through. Now, do we have this down, Pat? I'll just speak for myself. No. I'm still working on it. Amen? Amen. Well, don't amen too hard. I'm talking about myself. But I'll put myself out there. No names, please. Just me. I'm still working on it. And if I were inclined to think about this, I'm going to take a flyer, okay? And say, everybody in the sound of my voice is still working on it too. Amen? Amen. 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 No names. But you have to figure that out for yourself. See, I'm coming up here and saying stuff that I know I should be doing, and I'm not that good at it sometimes. I'm still working on it. I'm not ashamed to say it. And when you realize that for yourself, that's when you start growing. That's when you really grow as a believer. Because you know you need the help of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know you can't do it on your own. So we can see the relevance, though, to your faith and obedience to Jesus Christ and how we will receive strength and courage. And we covered some very important areas. Faith, trust, obedience. Faith, trust, and obedience. He's going to give you strength. He's going to give you the courage to move forward in confidence. So what can we conclude from this? Faith leads to trust in Jesus Christ. Faith leads to trust in Jesus Christ. Trust lends to the desire to obey the words of Jesus Christ. Because you trust in his word, you're going to step out on that faith and follow what Christ tells you. So trust gives you the ability to step out and obey what Christ is saying. Obedience to Jesus gives you the strength to carry on and be courageous in your ministry. I promise you, just going outside sometimes and going to the grocery store is a challenge. 
But we've got to trust that God's going to protect us and keep us. Amen? Amen? I mean, it's a challenge. It's a challenge when you go to the grocery store. You know, they got, they got it all set up, right? Six-foot distancing, going down one aisle and coming up another one. And you got folks all over the place, man. They're coming down the wrong aisle. They're going, they're going in every direction. Now, they all are wearing masks because they really can't stay there if they, if they don't wear a mask. At first, it was like some are wearing a mask and some aren't. You know, some are doing whatever. But you still got people who are really struggling with this whole change that's been taking place. They're discombobulated. Now, you have got to stay cool. You have got to stay cool in this whole process. You stay cool by doing what? Faith in Jesus, trusting in his word, obeying his word, staying the course. Now, let's talk about this thing about getting out and looking at other people. Please note that for some of us who are introverted... And don't like other people. Amen? Amen. Some of us don't like people. I don't know how you can live and not like somebody. But some of us use that as an excuse. We're introverted. We don't like other people. Now, this is a time to give serious reckoning as to your role in ministry before others. If you don't like people, how are you going to minister to them? Amen? 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 Amen. Amen. If you don't like folks... How are you going to speak to people about Jesus Christ? If you are shy, introverted, and you scuffle within yourself as how you're able to share the love of Christ for others, I'm just going to put it out there that you are merely wrestling with your own flesh. Sorry about that. Don't mean to do that to you. But if you're wrestling with this, you're wrestling with your own flesh. Or perhaps even the enemy. Because the enemy wants you to feel like, I don't want to be around nobody. Those folks is jive. I don't want to deal with those people. I don't want to have anything to do with anybody. I want to sit up in my house and just read or do whatever. I want to watch TV. Well, now we're in a wrestling match. We're in a wrestling match. If you are exercising your faith, if you're trusting in Jesus Christ and remaining obedient to his word, he is going to give you the strength to be able to carry out your ministry and love and compassion for others. He's going to give you the strength. He's going to give you the ability to do it. There's not going to be any more excuses left to say, I'm just an introvert. Or I don't like people very much. Well, they may not like you either. Amen? I mean, they may not like you anyway. But we're not going to talk about that. Because sometimes, do you know how the Spirit works? The Spirit will put you in front of somebody who may not like you. But give you something to say. That gets that person to think about liking you and even go further, like you. To be able to hear you speak the truth. That's what you need to understand. It's not about your ability. 
He's giving you strength and courage to focus and speak out the truth. Whether you like somebody or not. Now, I'm going to sidebar the liking stuff part. Because if you're looking at everybody the way Jesus Christ looks at them, you should feel sorry for them. Or pity them. Or have compassion for them. It's not about, I don't like this cat. I don't like this dude. See, that's the flesh. Know your enemy. Know your enemy. If God could use a stubborn Moses to be a leader in the faith, he can certainly use you. Amen? Amen. What do I mean by stubborn? Go to Exodus 4. Let's take a look at Exodus 4. Isn't it amazing how God gives us an insight into the personality of some of the people that he calls to be in leadership? Now, Moses was being called to be a leader. Moses didn't want to have anything to do with that. Understand that. He did not want to do that. Exodus 4, verses 10 through 12. He didn't want to be a leader. Moses just wanted to go and have his own life. You know, he already was, a, was an exile, basically. Ran away, got married, had children. He wanted to have his own life. But look at what it says in Exodus 4, verses 10 through 12. This is when Moses, that, that burning bush was speaking to him. And isn't it amazing how Moses knew exactly who it was that was speaking to him? He knew it was the Lord. It says in verse 10, Moses said to the Lord, this is the NIV version, Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. Now, the reason why Moses is saying that, a lot of people believe that Moses was a stutterer. That's what they believe. He stuttered. And so he didn't necessarily get his words out right away. Well, verse 11, the Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. Guess what? He does exactly the same thing for us. He just says, go, go, I'll give you the words. I'll tell you what to say. Don't worry about it. Just go. Put yourself out there. Don't worry about the words. Don't worry about what you have to say. If you want to pray about it, and I would suggest you do, allow the spirit to speak through you. Says, Lord, give me what you want me to say. Perfect prayer. Perfect prayer. Give me the words you want to say. You might wind up saying something different than what you think you're going to say. And that might be a great thing. As you step out on your faith, which we have heard many times in the past, stepping out on your faith, God will guarantee your success as he teaches you and speaks for you. He is going to guarantee you success because it's not your words, it's his words. That's what you want. If you want God to speak for you, you want his words coming out of your mouth. And in that, he's even teaching you something. 
He's teaching you about how he operates. Now, what were the conditions of this, though? Having trust in him, having faith in his word, and being obedient to him. He wants to use you as a vessel. Note that the measure of success is not in how good you are going to look, although certainly that might be the case. He might make you look good in the process. But it's not about you looking good. It's about how he is going to look good, how he is going to be glorified. The entire purpose of everyone here is for you to glorify God. That's your purpose. That's what you're here for. Whether you understand that or not, that is what your purpose is. For you to glorify God. Don't forget, there's that passage in Scripture that reminds us when the time comes, every knee shall bow and every tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now that's before a lot of these people are sent off into the eternal damnation. Because even those who don't know the Lord are going to acknowledge that. So you might as well be on his team. Amen? Amen. 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 You want to be on that team that acknowledges it and understands it. Not the other one. But when they say every knee shall bow, that's everybody. No matter what you believe. So we have addressed how each of us are to deal with fear and uncertainty. And it starts with your exercise of a measure of faith. Amen? Amen. Measure of faith. It absolutely matters from the very beginning as to what your faith is placed in. Let's look at another passage. Luke 17. Luke 17, verses 3 through 6. I was was all over the place when I was preparing this. This is the English Standard Version. I did CSB, NIV. That's okay. They all get the message across. Luke 17, verses 3 through 6. Verse 3. Pay attention to yourselves. With an exclamation point, by the way. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. When they heard that, whatever Jesus was saying at the time, this was a teachable moment. So the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Now, this is a great way to finish up this sermon. Talking about faith of a mustard seed. We need to understand something. We are all striving to increase our faith. Just like what the apostles are saying to the Lord. Increase our faith. Increase our faith. Increase our faith. This is a lifelong process. And I believe that Jesus meant 
literally these words. If you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. I think that's a literal statement. People would try to say, ah, he didn't really mean that. No, excuse me. Yes, he did. Has God not done things in your life with this faith the size of a mustard seed and blown you away? Blown you away with what he has done? Stuff you would never predict. You would never count on. But that's exactly what you need to see here. A faith of a mustard seed is a lot of faith. Size, in this case, is irrelevant. It's just believing. So how important is faith in effective ministry? Without it, you are sure to flounder and to be tossed to and fro by the craziness of life. Just bouncing around. Bouncing all over the place. I have a visual that no, none of you are going to recognize at all, probably. But in a Charlie Brown episode where Snoopy is trying to get into Woodstock's house and Woodstock gets his and Snoopy gets his nose stuck in Woodstock's doorway, little hole, peephole, right? And so he's tearing the house up because he's got his hole stuck in there, and Woodstock is bouncing around inside the house because he can't get out and destroys the house, basically. But if we don't have this faith, guess what we're doing? We're bouncing around. We are bouncing all over the place. We're going places we can't even get to. We can't even figure out what we're doing next. It's very, very difficult to live for Jesus Christ in a total state of confusion. You don't want to be there. He's giving you what you need to be able to overcome this craziness. Amen? Amen. It's crazy. It's crazy. We know that. But we also know the scripture says that these times that we live in are going to be crazy. Well, crazy is not in the scripture, but you already know what I mean by that. It's crazy. All kinds of confusion. All kinds of information out there. All kinds of stuff being spewed out. He gives us what we need. This faith of a mustard seed will get us through. Will get us through. And sometimes we need to get through moment by moment. Amen? Sometimes it's day by day. Amen? He says, don't worry about tomorrow. You worry about today first. Today is sufficient for you. You can't go too far ahead of him. Just get through the day. If that's what it takes, get through the day. But trust in him. Do you have the measure of faith, even that of a mustard seed, to move forward in your ministry. Do you have it? Stop now and take the time to reflect upon this. Think about it. Think about it. Is your faith 
along with trust and obedience to Jesus, keeping you on a path of remaining strong and courageous in your ministry. We're all ministers. We're all ministers. We're not all pastors. We're not all teachers. But we all are ministers. We all minister to each other. We minister within the body of Christ. We're all ministers. So you have a role. You have a purpose. Think about it. It starts with just a little faith. And it grows to a faith in your maturity in Jesus Christ. To much more than you can imagine. Much more than you can imagine. As you grow in the confidence of the presence of Jesus Christ, you're going to mature in your walk as you continue to live, learn, and grow in the image of Jesus Christ. So you have a call for action. This is your faith in ministry, in action. Amen? Amen. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your reminders on how you use imperfect people to ultimately glorify you. And Lord, we are all imperfect, and you know that. We certainly know it. We understand it. We have to overcome the flesh on a daily basis. Lord, help us to be mindful of how we can humble ourselves before you and just give you praise and thanks. Ask for forgiveness as often as necessary, but help us and teach us with your word to continue to hide the word in our hearts so that we don't sin against you. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for that example of the faith of a mustard seed. It does move mountains. It does move mountains for the gospel of Jesus Christ. It moves people to make a decision to acknowledge who you are as Lord and Savior. Whether the times are good or the times are bad. Faith in you truly does move mountains. It moves trees. It moves things that we couldn't even imagine would take place. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for your teachings. We thank you for your promises. We thank you for giving us the ability to trust in your word. Trust in what you have to say. Thank you, Lord, for the reminders of the importance of being obedient to your word. Help us day by day, Lord. Help us moment by moment. And Lord, we just thank you. And we give you all the praise. In Jesus' precious name, amen. amen. We have a responsibility to live for Jesus Christ in all that we do. We have a responsibility to look to his word. We have a responsibility to live according to his word. Make sure you take that time today to think about those very things. Think about what he is doing in your life, and you can show the love of Christ as you minister to others. Amen? Amen. Thanks again. Amen. Amen. Well, that's church for another Sunday. Amen. Amen.
<laughs> I don't know who that was, but amen. Um, keep praying for this young man over here, uh, the spectator, uh, <laughs> uh, who is doing better. I've, we, we're gonna, we kind of chastised you a little bit this morning because you were up yesterday doing all this like this and surfing without your cane. So watch out, right? That's all right. I knew that. He speaks with adrenaline, okay? I, I just know how he works. That's how he operates. But uh, when that adrenaline goes, <laughs> goes awry at the end, that's what you got to watch. So keep praying for Pastor Gus. He is recovering. So, um, and make sure you greet everybody today and say hello. Thank you for being here today. I hope you enjoyed this. Not too much sun, which was good. Um, we're just going to keep praying for this because one thing I, I'm reminded of this every, every time, every Sunday, not all churches are meeting. This is a special time we have. So let's make the most of it. Amen. amen. And tell others who you think are looking for a church. We're here. We're meeting every Sunday. Amen. amen. 